Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. And it's crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are, are of our, our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. Um, t- t- Thank you so much to anybody, everybody that stops by and kicks it with your mans at the crib, at the house. Yo, so, um, still hurting a little bit. Again, actually, I didn't sleep all day. Uh, I saw some football. Uh, actually, uh, I watched the first game. I can't even remember who the first game was. Uh, Bills and, um, crap. They won Steelers. That was actually a really good game. It had me like edge of my seat. Uh, didn't know if the Steelers were going to make a comeback. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I just mess around sometimes and just be like, man, they call them the Steelers, not because they work in the factories, because for some reason they f- always figure out a way to come and steal the game. But it, they had that Steelers mentality kind of cooking up, and then. Cause you know when the Steelers are in the playoffs, I mean, you could pretty much guarantee that's a uh, that's a Super Bowl for the Steelers again, you know. Uh, but not this year. It just didn't go um, like. And, and plus, like, we got this whole like you know head coaches are just getting terminated left and right, um, and you know maybe for some individuals, it just doesn't just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, so maybe it just didn't work for Tomlinson. Maybe he was like, yo, I'm trying my best to try to maintain his position. I think, I believe he has one more year on his contract or something like that. Um, but I mean, I mean, people don't realize sometimes that stress and anxiety, which I mean, being in, you know, the NFL, I mean, that's stress and anxiety any given Sunday. Uh, and then, um, I watched the first half of the second game, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, and then dozed off um, at the second half, like as it was beginning, just passed out. Um, did also take a look at the uh, the Iowa caucus, and I mean, it was, you know, so it was like one of the last things on my TV, and uh, I wake up, and they're still like counting or something. I'm like, yo, I thought he already had it, uh, like fifty, fifty seven percent or something. But they were still. But I get it though. I actually, uh, I actually worked at the um, 
the Board of Election once or twice. I think, was it, did I do it twice? I think I did it twice. Uh, I think uh, 2008 and 2012. Um, and even after the decision has been made, we still were there, you know, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning counting. You know, the decision was made at like 11 p.m. who was going to be president or something like that. And But we still have to continue to count like all the votes, you know what I'm saying, and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I got it. I was like, oh, they still counting, you know. Um, but I think it's finally been decided, that, you know, who won. Um, or at least the Iowa caucus or whatnot. Uh, and I don't even know exactly everything of what that entails or what that means. You know, I'm not the expert on politics. I'm not even going to pretend to be. Uh, I am going to work on getting better at it in the future uh, to start understanding, you know, from things that from very basic levels of, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I'm a little past checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little past that. Um, that's the one thing everybody likes to jump to is, well, do you remember that cartoon when you were a kid? I am a bill. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, maybe I do need to just start there. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, I remember it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to learn how bills are passed. And, you know, do you know your branches of government? It's like, yes, I do. And blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, but maybe I just start all over and really get to understand politics because, um, you know, uh, just how, you know, things are passed, how things are working. I think because that's one thing that we truly don't understand. Not everyone, but people like myself. Uh, um, and not so much, um, I want to vote for, not saying, I'm just using this as a hypothetical, but I want to vote for Donald Trump. Why? Because he, uh, he speaks the truth or he sounds like, he sounds like people like me. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't, I really don't want to be that person at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really want to know like what bills, poly, whatever that, that his party is trying to pass or his administration is trying to pass things that they've done in the past and what they plan on doing moving forward and just how that's going to affect myself and uh, the generations that come behind us. Uh, you know, just try to get that all figured out. Um, so, yeah. Um, in the meanwhile, I uh, was taking a look at my Forex account. It's doing awful. Uh, but um, I think I understand why. Um and, and and it's all good. Seriously, I've been I'm going on two months now trading forex, um, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, what is going on with this account? Like, I you know, because I'm like, yo, I thought you know, I thought the USD would probably be a little bit more powerful than the JPY, and uh, and I shorted it, but I had the wrong concept in mind. Um, I was thinking, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking that you're buying and selling the quote price. So there's two currency pairs. There's the first pair, like in this case it's USD, and the second one is JPY. And if you know this stuff already, you know it. Uh, so I'm sitting there thinking that, you know, if I'm buying, I thought I was buying the quote price against the um, base price. And I thought um, that if you sold, you were selling the quote price against the base price. So I went ahead and I looked it up and I said, wait, I got I got something mixed up. I got something wrong. And um um how, let me see how does currency pairs work? So I looked at it and it was saying when you buy a currency pair from a forex broker, you buy the base currency and sell the quote. Conversely when you sell the currency pair, you sell the base 
and receive the quote currency. So in this case right now, um, it appears that the USD is stronger than the JPY. The JPY got like some negative uh, yields going on or whatnot. I can't remember everything. And still, I'm still not, you know, like, I'm still not back. Um, um, so with that, uh, when I sold this, I was selling the USD and buying the JPY, which was not what I intended to do. I was intending to do the opposite. So I should have went long on this, but it's all good. One thing I noticed with Forex traders, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong or not, uh, oh, I can't, uh, please don't, you know, quote me on this, but one thing I noticed about Forex traders, I could be incorrect, maybe not all of them, but um, just how I was saying with politics, I don't really want to like uh, just sit there and be like, oh my gosh, you know, um, they they look and sound like me, uh, so I'm going to um, vote for them or whatever. I, I want to actually know like like what's going on. What are these people trying to do? Like, how do we know that they're not trying to like have some agenda that I don't know is I don't know. I don't know, total control or whatever, you know, and I'm sitting there just like, oh, yeah, they sound just like me. You know, um, when I trade these Forex, I don't want to just be sitting here like, oh, well, it looks like resistance levels and uh, EMA 200 and blah, blah, blah. So I think this stock is going to go up or I think it's going to go down. And, and if it works for you, I mean, it works for you. I, you know, whatever works. I truly if, I truly believe I could be wrong that. Technical analysis is really, it's like the easy, it's like, I think it's like the first thing you learn when you start trading. It's the easiest way to make money. It probably will make you the most amount of money just sticking to, to the technicals. I could be wrong about that, but from my opinion, that's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, yo, technicals alone, really, you could really just trade technical analysis alone and it'll probably make you ridiculous amount of money. But that's not where I'm at because I also do feel like on the other end, I don't know, like... Uh, you know, uh, I guess in the NBA they say if you live by the three, you'll die by the three. I also feel like on the other end, or or yin yang, you know, saying technical analysis. And I got my bev right here. Got some apple juice. Um, finally able to hold water. Finally able to hold juice. Um, still not fully yet, uh, but at, at least. I'm able to hold it for a, a little bit longer. Um, but, um, so yeah, even with the Forex, um, or with the technical analysis, I, I, I do believe that even though it will be the thing that makes you the most amount of money, I think on the other end, the yin and yang to it is, it'll also be the thing that will cause you, you know? <laughs> and I understand you can use your order types. Definitely use your hedge positions, use your strategies, um, you know, so uh, that and that's what I want to do with Forex trading is um, I want to I want to make sure that I'm not just sitting there trading on the technicals. You know what I'm saying? That I actually understand like, oh, you know, the USD plans on cutting rates, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like two percent uh, in 2024, which will you know make the dollar stronger or something than JPY has a negative interest rate and that's what's causing it to go down or something and just understanding, you know, what's going on so I can actually make my sound decision because, um, now I do feel like, uh, when you use other types of analysis, 
that um, you um, you are um, creating a more uh, I would say I don't know the word but like concise um, more uh, consistent. You know, I would say for me personally, that's more important to me. I understand everybody be like, yo, the goal is to make a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. Yes, I get it. That's the goal. I get it. You know, but for some p- people, that's not the goal. Just to make a lot of money. What if you what if you are somebody that has a lot of money? You know, maybe you are one of those people who are like, you know, I made a billion dollars this year and next year I'm going to try to make work on my second billion. I get it. I understand. Some people are like, hey, I'm. I'm okay. It's, it's, I'm not, you know, I, I got a lot of money. I'm good. What I need is to protect that principle. And if I can make a little extra chicken on top of it, and that is where I'm at. Um, so it's not that I don't get a twist where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to make a lot of money. That's, I mean, I mean, yeah, I do. Uh, it's a goal, but also I want, um, I would rather have uh, consistency uh, in my um, strategies than just, um, you know, one year I'm making, um, you know, this year I made, I don't know, 20%. And then next year I'm making uh, 7%. And then the year after that I make 33%. You know, and of course you could go on average and say on average I'm making whatever, 15, 20% or whatever. Uh, but for me, that's just, it's, that's just, uh, that's just all over the place. That's a, that's a little ridiculous. Um, where I, if I could have a consistent, uh, 7% and, uh, I, I would, that's just me. That's just me. I'd rather have that. Um, so like, even when I get my money right, when I'm, you know, cause my shit is getting fucked up. I even got people calling me yesterday on Martin Luther King day. You know what I'm saying? Happy Martin Luther King Day if I didn't say it. I, I don't believe I did. Um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day or uh, whatnot. Um, calling, asking me for money. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, gosh. It's just bill collectors and whatnot. And I'm like, damn, like, come on. It's a it's a holiday. And not even just any holiday. I'm a black man. <laughs> you know, I, you would think people would be like, man, let me just go ahead and cool it on him for today. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we, yo, we can always get back at it. You know what I'm saying? With the money and everything. Everybody wants some money. Um, I'm taking it easy, uh, right now. I just, I haven't even looked at the markets over the weekend. I was just way too out of it. Uh, things are just too crazy. I'm taking it easy right now. I'm, uh, catching up on a little, I'm going to look at the markets just for a little bit. Um, I can tell y'all just a few things I'm looking at. Um, Real quick to try to get into it. Um, things are going well. Uh, like even with trying to pay these bills, and the thing with my broker, like this shit is crazy. Like I could sell a contract, and I don't even have the cash. Like, I mean, I get the cash, but like I go to take a withdrawal, and it's not even sitting in my cash. Like I'm just like, man, what's going on? Maybe I don't know. I, I think I noticed something else that sometimes it takes a couple of days. I don't know, man. I, I I may have to consider getting a new broker because this, this is, for me, is not where it's at. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, my former broker, you know, went out of business. So I don't know what that was about. Maybe maybe, that, maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, 
So of course, uh, we got the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the things I've been looking at JetBlue. So yeah, I'll just go over a couple of things I'm looking at real quick. And then, um, you know, a couple of the strategies that maybe I may be, uh, you know, taking on, um, with these, uh, with these stocks I'm looking at. So I'm looking at the U S equities market now. Uh, but yeah, even if I got my money right, seriously, um, I've just I've discussed this before. You're gonna you're gonna notice that it's gonna be uh just bonds, a bunch of bonds, you know what I'm saying? Uh and then probably dividend stocks, you know what I'm saying, or d- dividend ETFs. You know what I'm saying? Um occasionally if there's a stock that's not in like uh my ETF, like let's say I get a Nasdaq uh ETF, I don't know, QQQ or something. And there's something that's on the New York Stock Exchange that's not in my like maybe I have an SP S uh, and P 500 ETF I don't know I'm just throwing stuff out there maybe like Spy or something and then I also got QQQ you know what I'm saying uh, and then let's even say I get the I, I forget what the what is it IWM or something I'd be forgetting the Russell 2000 because I really don't um, I really don't uh, buy that one yes yeah, IWM um, there's 2000 uh, stocks in there, but let's say there's like this one-off stock that's not in either one of those. It's on the New York Stock Exchange or something. Then I may you may see me get just some individual stock and um, uh, you know play around with it. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, in the future, this is going to be off in the future. Um, you know, probably get the you know sell puts on the ETF, get assigned once I get assigned, and then sell calls on it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then if it ever has a pullback, you know what I'm saying, then at least on the cover call, you know what I'm saying, it should cover some of the losses. Or if it shoots up, then I've already set the price that I'm willing to get out of it at. And if I don't feel like getting out of it because I have second, you know, thoughts like, oh, no, I really don't want to lose this ETF, then I could essentially just roll the call. And rolling the call, yo, that shit hurts. And that's why even that's why even to an extent I'm even kind of like yo just put the order types on the on the uh, on the I, I don't know what, it, what what it's called but on the on the hedge position like just put just put an order type on it like if it, I mean I'm, this is an advice I'm thinking about doing this shit for myself like instead of um um when you see the joint shoot up it could do it overnight you know what I'm saying uh, and you have no idea. And it shoots up, and then like you haven't been assigned yet, you know the nobody's assigned you. You're like, okay, 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 I'm still in it, I'm still in it, I'm still in it. Um, but your contract could be, you know, it, it could be like way out of control. Um, um, and then you roll the position, and with rolling the position, um, you have like this tremendous loss. So like. You know, your your contract could be down, you know, 50% or something. You know, you got the contract that, you know, well, let me think. If you sell a call, you get the contract that, like, let's say, it had to be something crazy. It had to be, like, you get the contract at, like, 60 bucks or, like, 100 bucks or something. And now it's, um, what would it be worth? Let me see. Yeah, let me, let me kind of get, let me look at one of mine real quick. Um. Yeah, yeah. So you would get it at like sixty or something, and now it's worth like a hundred and twenty. 
something like that. You'll be out of control. It gets out of control. You could be down 50%. You could be down 100%, whatever. You know, um, and then so you want to roll the position. Rolling uh, an option just essentially just means like simultaneously closing a position and reopening an uh, an, like an opposite position. So uh, simultaneously, you like let's say you you sold a, a call. Simultaneously, you buy the call and then you sell another call. So when you do it, I've noticed a couple of things. Um, I don't notice the position, um, like necessarily, I don't know how to describe it. I don't, I don't see it like in my realized gains and losses. I'm not sure if this is just with this BD. Like I don't see it in there. Like when I go see, like, did I realize it? You know what I'm saying? I, I got to look, but I've noticed a couple of things. It's like, it's like, it's not completely closed yet compared to if you just close down a position and reopen a position. I, if, I feel like it appears, you know, when you simultaneously. So even if you like, so when you, um, this is just some things I noticed. Like, I'll go look for the position in my realized gains and losses, and I'm like, yo, where's it at? Like, it's, it, I don't know. Did I miss something? Like, it shouldn't be showing. And I don't think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, it doesn't show. I'll, I'll, I'll look again um, to see, yo, did it pop up? Did that huge loss I took pop up? Um, but on the other end, um, um, essentially, so... Uh, let's say you sold a contract like at a like a hundred and twenty or like at sixty or something. You sold a contract at like sixty, and now it's at like I don't know. It's it's at like seventy five or something. It it's it's gotten away from you. You know, you didn't put the order type in or whatever. And um, besides the strike price and everything, whatever, I, I could get to that as well. But essentially, you're like, you know, I don't really want to lose this this ETF or this stock or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and roll this contract. So simultaneously, you're going to buy it uh, back at whatever price it is. You've got it at 60. Now it's at 75 or 80 or something ridiculous. You're going to buy it back at 80, taking that $20 loss per contract, which comes out to be about two G's or whatever. And then simultaneously, you're going to go sell another contract. But you're going to go sell it... Uh, you're gonna go sell it at like a hundred or something. You know what I'm saying? And but and it's gonna be like way in in the future. You know what I'm saying? So now you're gonna start getting into those, uh, you know, hundred days. You know, uh, probably even three hundred days, maybe even seven hundred day uh, contract. Um, which is fine. Which is cool. And, and again, I'm not the expert. Which is cool uh, because if it ever does have a pullback, you know what I'm saying? Your contract is gonna be large enough to withstand that pullback you know what i'm saying your max gain is going to be the 120 dollars you know what i'm saying if you, let's say let's say you saw the contract at 120 dollars um your max gain is going to be that 120 but that would be if the stock went down to like i don't know zero or some shit or if it, you know so we know it's not going to go well i don't know but let's just assume that it's not going to go there but let's just say it has like your underlying stock you know, it was at, you know, 200 and has this major pullback where it loses, I don't know, 10% and now it's down to like 140, 150. So your, your underlying took, you know, like a huge loss, you know, 13, 14, 20% loss, but your cover may not cover all that. So let's just say just in monetary numbers, let's just say you lost $2,000. I'm not going to say your cover call is going to cover the whole $2,000. It might, it might, 
know what I'm saying? But um, it should cover a good position of that. So you'll see a $2,000 loss on the day, you know what I'm saying, due to some sentiment or something. But then that $2,000 loss is in actually just a $600 loss or something because 1200 was covered by your uh, contract. And based on your contract due to the time decay and Delta and Gamma and Vega and Rho and blah, 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 and all that stuff is what determines it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even if your stock pulls all the way back, you know, it has a huge pullback, you know what I'm saying? But your contract is, I don't know, 700 days or something. It's not going to – your contract's not going to cover all that. I, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't know because there's so much time left on the contract, you know. So And then you can make a, de- make a decision. Like, you lost two Gs on the previous contract, you know what I'm saying? Um and then maybe now it's kind of like, oh, snap, uh, I kind of got those two Gs back. You know what I'm saying? You make your decision. I don't know. Uh, I've had some people tell me I don't really get rid of the uh, the hedge position um, until no more than like a week out. You know what I'm saying? Which I get it. I get it. Because when you sell a contract, let's say for $120, you know, remember, you know, you multiply these by 100 because one contract is 100, you know, uh, potentially 100 shares. You know, you could easily say to yourself, well, you know, um, essentially a contract for $120 is essentially $12,000. Um, you know, you could say, you know what, this contract is, you know, day, days and days, years out, whatever. I could try to go in there and make, you know, $15, $16 a day. And in two years, I'll have that twelve k or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you could say that. But if you ever have a huge pullback, your contract is going to make you $16. Well, you you had a two thousand dollar loss on the underlying, and you made a whopping sixteen dollars to cover it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just decide what you want to do, um, how you're gonna handle it. You know, and just decide. You know, what's the best thing? You may be like, you know what? I never planned on getting rid of this underlying. It's like that's just the way I go about it. I never plan on getting rid of it. You know, and I'm not saying that that's the best strategy in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm against it. My thing is like. For years, I've been a long-term investor. One second, I'm about to take a sip of my bed. For years, I've been a long-term investor. Years. Um, so, to anyone's question who's like, you say you've been trading forever. Why are you not rich? Look, like, one, I'm, I'm, I'm rich in love, okay? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm rich in... The treasures of uh, of heaven. Okay, um, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. But to the other point is, you've been trained so long. Why are you not rich? It's not that I'm not I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm not rich. But let's say, for example, you take five hundred dollars and you decide to have put it in the bank, which there's nothing wrong with it. This is all investments. It's all weighing what's best for your risk, your reward, and everything. So you took the $500 you put in the market. I took my $500 and I bought, if I had eligibility, I may not have eligibility to do this, and I bought a long call, out of the money, some cheap call. It cost me $50. didn't even cost me the whole $500. It cost me $50. So I get the long call and I sit on it. And I come back a year later, somehow... My long call shot up. You know, I got it for 50 cents, and now it's worth, let's just say, I don't know, like something like $5 or something. You know, I don't even know how much that would be. You know, you could probably do the math better than me. Let me see real quick. Let me pull up a calc 
real quick. So I sold, let me see, contracts now worth five dollars. I sold it for fifty cents. That's four dollars and fifty cents times one hundred. So I made approximately ninety percent, probably like ninety six percent on my fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Um, here, let me see. Uh, five dollars divided by four hundred and fifty. Wait, no, is it four fifty? I don't know. I, I get lost sometimes. Ninety percent, yeah. I mean, about ninety percent is four fifty divided by five. I mean, five divided by, yeah, 450 divided by five. So I made about 90%. So my $500 went to approximately about $900 an hour or whatnot, $950 or whatnot. Not saying that that's even possible, but let's just say it just happened. Didn't even use the whole 500. Your 500, not your 500, but the other person decided to take the 500 and put it in the bank. Uh, Got, let's just say, zero point zero. Let's even just say 0.01%, which I don't think you're going to get that. I don't know what the rates are right now. I think they're at 5%. All right, fine. Let's go ahead and do that. 5%. So you take the 500 and you get um, 5%. So times it by 0.5. So at the end of the year, you're going to make 25%. I mean, $25. You know what I'm saying? Which is nothing wrong with that. No, This is not no... Oh, no, what have I been doing with my money? Because on the other end, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's just say, for example, I sold that 50-cent contract, you know what I'm saying? And I come back a year later, and it expired worthless. You know, I lost, you know, um, you know, I, I lost $50, and you made 25 You know what I'm saying? So... You know, it, it really just goes either way you want to do it, how you feel, whatever. So when it comes to people saying, well, you've been training so long, blah, 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 why are you not rich? And it's like, yo, my strategies are not what everybody else going on. There's other people that are going to be out there doing some wild shit. They're going to be putting it all on red. You know what I'm saying? They're going, they're going, they got a perfect strategy. Uh, I was listening to this one guy talk about DWAC. Uh, this was the uh, Trump stock. And how he put it all on DWAC. And I rem- how, when I was listening to a story, I was like, yo, I remember when it IPO'd. And I was watching it. And I remember. And, you know, um, I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I guess it wasn't really on my mind. I remember when he was telling the story, I was like, oh, my gosh. Ah, man. This guy said, man, he got it at like 10 and it shot up to like 100 or something. I can't remember. And I was like, yo, I remember watching it. And everybody, it had so much energy behind it. Everybody was like, yo, DWAC, whatever. And, you know, some people are like, uh, nah, I don't know if I really want to fool with it, if it's going to have the energy, you know, if it's going to, you know, whatever. And other people are like, oh, yeah, you'd be crazy not to get into it, whatever. I didn't even end up jumping into it. Man, that thing shot up. I remember I was listening to the guy tell the story. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, it, it really comes down to, you know, what goes on. And, and of course, do, do I feel like, you know, maybe one day, like right now, the trading I'm doing right now, I'm trying to do with the little bit of eligibility I have is kind of the day trading, uh, taking risk. Um, like right now, I have JetBlue, Marathon, and Carnival, where I could easily just do my technical analysis, choose one of them, and just try to go hard on one of them. You know what I'm saying? And try to make you know, $10,000, $5,000 on one of them. But I still have them split up. 
and JetBlue's kicking my ass. Marathon, Marathon's not really kicking my ass. Marathon, I'm down about 7%, uh, which is fine. I got a short put on it that's going to bring my cost basis down. Um, uh, and then Carnival, um, you know, I'm in Maryland right now, and the shit is fucking snowing, which I love the snow. Uh, so maybe people in Maryland are really excited right now about, you know, taking a trip. So that's kind of what I'm banking on, hospitality. Uh, you know, like, I'm not saying this is the best strategy at all, but, like, right now everybody's away from China. People are like, nah, no China, no China, no China. Like, they're just going through too much right now. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, mm, maybe this might be the best time to start looking at some Chinese stocks, you know what I'm saying? Just, just some, you know, JDs or whatever, uh, Tencent, um, whatever. Um, just taking a look at it. I think Tencent has a pretty good relationship with, um, is it Activision? I'm not sure. Uh, Like the Call of Duties or whatever. I think they kind of handle, I'm not sure. I think they handle some of their mobile gaming. I'm not sure. Don't quote that. Uh, but yeah, it's like, man, I don't know. This might be a good opportunity. So at the same time, I kind of don't want, uh, hospitality to just get completely away from me. Um, you know, cause hospitality was taking a huge hit for a few years. And hence kind of the JetBlue. Um, and with the JetBlue, I'm about to get screwed because, um, you know, they're trying to become one of the powerful um, airliners. But if if I don't find some money soon, I'm going to have to get ready to get up out of this position um, and watch after they get out of court. Right now, JetBlue is like in court. Uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's some antitrust or whatever. Essentially, they really try to prevent um, monopolies, oligopolies, whatever, um, you know, because, um, you know, I, 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 I really don't know all the reasons, but it's, that's just not what they want. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I guess that might be something. Because you just don't want to have one company. I mean, uh, I guess getting too powerful. Um, let me just check real quick. Why do we not want monopolies and oligopolies? No, my microphone ain't been working. I don't know what's going on. I got. I think because I was doing those interviews, I think somehow I messed up my micro. Because like I don't know, man. I can't stand some of these computers. Um, it was like my camera wasn't working or some shit. I'm sorry to say it, and I'm not. I never had these issues with Apple. I don't have an Apple device right now. You know, so I never had these issues with Apple, you know, and that's why I'm about to get an Apple next time I purchase another computer. Let me see. Um, why do we not want monopolies? Monopolies. And what's the other word? Ol- ol- oligopolies. Oligopolies. All right. Uh. Monopolies are generally considered to be bad for consumers and the economy. When the markets are dominated by a small number of big players, there's a danger that these players can abuse their power to increase prices on customers. Okay, so, yeah, that's just, you know, they can abuse their power. You have no other place to go. I mean, think about it. You know, you know, I, I love to talk to my tribe stars. Um, think about it. You're the only business in town, right? And... um just because you can, you 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 do, you know. Just because 
you know, you realize like, look, we're the only business in town. Um, shit, just I don't know. Take like like a some bag that would cost uh, fifty dollars, and just because you're the only business in town, and just because you can do it, and you know people are gonna pay it, you mark it up a hundred percent. Now you're selling it for a hundred dollars, just because. You know what I'm saying? And and for some reason, you're getting more business than ever. I've realized that with um, people, you treat them like shit, they they stick to you. You treat them good, you say, you know what, I'm not going to market up just because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to market up you know, just a few dollars because we don't need to. Oh, it's, I'm going to up $60, $60. People get mad at you. Ah, you cheating me. It's like, no, dog, actually, I'm helping you out. You market up to $100, people are like, oh, can I get two of them? You know, um, so that's why we really worry about the monopolies and whatnot. And then think about it. Um, you decide that you want to cut your business off because, I don't know, you're having a hissy fit or something or you're going through some drama and you say, you know what, we're cutting everything off. Well, now people are short. You know what I'm saying? Now we're stuck. Like, yo, what's going on? And it's like, oh, they, they cut the water off. It's like, oh, shit. All right, well, can we go anywhere else? It's like, yo, they, they're the monopoly. They're the oligopoly, whatever. There's nothing we can do. You know, so yeah, I guess so. Um, um, I forgot why I was even touching on that. Uh, uh, forgot why I was even bringing that up. But um, yeah, so I'm taking a look at a, a carnival because uh, I don't want hospitality. Um, oh, oh, JetBlue, JetBlue, yeah. So um, JetBlue is in court right now. Um, trying to acquire i thought that they already acquired it and i thought maybe boeing came and picked it up or something but i guess not um so they're trying to acquire this other company called like spirit or something and this is essentially going to put them i guess with the big dogs so they got their air serbia uh contract i believe they lost their american airlines i don't know i guess they had a contract with them i guess they lost that and then um, uh, they're working on Spirit Airlines, and this is going to be able to put them with the big dogs, uh, such as the um, Deltas, the American Airlines, the Southwest. Uh, I'm probably leaving one another one out. Um, but they're going to be in court for a year, you know, and I don't know if I have a year, you know, um, so I may have to. I may have to get ready to um, figure out how I'm going to get out of this position and then maybe do one of those risky, just put it all on one company and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, seriously, with all uh, the, you know, I got these legal issues going on. I got these personal issues going on. With all these things going on, uh, money is just hemorrhaging. Uh, and, um, you know, of course, people are like, oh, you know, just sell the home and whatnot or, you know, try to rent it out or something. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna get to that point. Um, um, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. So, I don't know how much longer I got. Um, and tax seasons do. And I know I made a bunch of distributions this year, but hopefully, uh, there's going to be some you know way that they can work with me because they. I mean, look at my economic situation. It's terrible. You know, it would be awful for the IRS to be like, "Well, you owe us a bunch of money." I'm like, "Dude, like." Like, here's the paperwork from the banks and everything. Here's my termination letter. Like, look at this, you know. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, other stuff. Like, look, I had to take the distribution to try to survive. 
And look, prior to that, never really took a distribution ever. Just was sitting on it. Uh, and this, some of my funds were from when I was supposed to be 60 years old. Now I got to start all over. Seriously, like I got to say, really look at the person you surround yourself around. Like, seriously, if you even start to get a whiff of like, yo, this is not like a good situation. Like, I would seriously say get out because like the person is going to tear you down inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter, everywhere you go. Whether they know they're doing it or not, or whether, you know, they're possessed by some demon or not, mental illness or not, whatever it is. You're like, regardless, either way you turn, they're gonna tear you down. Um you 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 get that uh tuition reimbursement program from your office so that you can go to college. All of a sudden, um they somehow take take the money from you or something. You know what I'm saying? You get an opportunity uh, to start finally working on your weight. You know what I'm saying? They somehow rip that away from you. You get the opportunity to finally get that job that you, everybody in the world talks about how they hate their job. You finally got that job that you like. Somehow they figure out how to take it away from you or whatever. Or try to, you know, you don't want to go around blaming everybody, but they, they, they make it really hard for you. And now you're finally starting to build your account up. Somehow they find a way to take it from you. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, so you really want to be careful who you surround yourself around. Because uh, from when I was growing up, they say you lay down with a dog, you get up with fleas. But, um, you know, I've heard other people say other things. Um, you know, um you know, you see somebody, you know, with a handout, you know, knock it back or, you know, knock it back or something, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they're just going to grab on to you. So it's serious. It's serious. So I'm kind of going through that. But I seriously do have a lot of faith right now in God. Trust me. And I know that all this God, 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 but he's a hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. I know. I know. Trust me. And I'm, I'm going to get right, you know. Maybe I'm making excuses. Maybe I never get right. I don't know. But, uh. Again, things about House of Barf is not necessarily that I'm the guru or I'm the the goat or anything. Even if I'm able to just help anybody else uh, get themselves right, get themselves right, you know what I'm saying, or on the right track or whatever, then that that's important to me. So with Carnival, um, I'm feeling like you know hospitality, you know, has taken a beating, and hospitality is going to start um, churning around eventually. Um, you know, uh, again, we're going to be cutting rates soon. Um, um, I think the, um, fed may be honest in cutting the rates and, um, that's going to put more money in people's hands. That's also going to allow home buyers, uh, that been wanting to sell, that's going to allow them to get ready to sell and then get into another home. Um, you know, see people getting cars, taking trips. You know, so I said, okay, let me take a look at hospitality. And I took a look at the other ones. I took a look at uh, Royal Caribbean. I took a look at Airbnb. And I took a look at Norwegian. I'll pull them up real quick. And um, here, let me take a quick break real quick. And then uh, I'll be right back. And then um, and then uh, I'll get ready to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to get ready to doze off. Because uh, it's approximately uh, five. 5, what, 20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 16th, 2024. And uh, if I could just get, luckily, schools closed today because of inclement weather. 
Um, so I ain't got to worry about that right now. And anyways, I feel like crap right now. Um, so at least I get um, some time to like rest. Uh, so uh, I'll take a quick break real quick. And then we'll take a look at um, just a few of these stocks that I'm looking at uh, maintaining or, or getting into these positions. Uh, so I want to thank everybody who decides to stop by and kick it with your mans at the house. I appreciate it. I'm Chain Man, this house of barf. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mankston's Kulamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mankston's Kulamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mankston's Kulamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mankston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mankston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mankston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mankston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mankston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mankston set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mankston's Kulamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mankston's Kulamated Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors it is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mankston, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mankston's Kulamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. 
Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Manson's Coolamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mankson's Cool Amaze Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. It's good as Chairman House of Barf. Um, so I'm just going to spend a few more minutes just looking over some of these equities, um, U.S. equities. So also, if I didn't say it, um, Langston Mason's Cool Mate Stand Adventure is now officially out. Um, it's, uh, actually, uh, you know, my team, uh, was able to get it put on currently right now. It's available on Barnes and Nobles.com. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a true blessing, uh, you know. So you know, support if you can. Uh, I'll talk more about that in a little bit, um, but yeah, let me go ahead. So right now, uh, so also, my portfolio is not a very large portfolio, so I have to choose stocks that are kind of inexpensive. Um, so I I have a feeling, not a feeling, but I kind of know that people, you know, they're gonna they're gonna eventually start taking their cruises and their ships. You know, I mean, the trips again, uh, you know, booking up hotel rooms and everything. And um, so, uh, you know, I put up a few of the hospitality stocks and I probably could probably find some ETF or something. Um, but some of the things I'm looking at when I look at some of these stocks. So looking at Carnival, I'm about to pull this chart up, you know, of course. And again, my analysis is not that in depth. Uh, right now, uh, it's not at the lowest. It looks like at the lowest it got to was about, was it, uh, uh, 2023, 2022, like late 2022, early 2023, got down to approximately about $6. And at that time, you know, I've been watching the hospitality stocks, but at that time, I guess I was just like, nah, I'm not really fooling around with them and get my ass killed. Um, it does look like it's uh, based on my some of my other indicators. Uh, my MACD is saying that it's kind of in the oversold territory. Um, 
The other ones are not showing that. They're showing it kind of neutral. My CCI, stochastic slow, TTM squeeze, kind of showing neutral. Um, my MACD is kind of showing that it's kind of overbought, or you can see on the other end that it's, I don't know, the, um, if you don't use it like that, uh, essentially it's, um, I don't know, the, my main line is moving away from the moving average, um, in a downward position. It's, uh, I don't know, conversion, diversion. Well, I'll go over it, um, again, but, uh, it does look like it's kind of an overbought and going to go to oversold territory. So this could drop some more from $16, but, um, I don't even think, do I own the position? Oh, actually, I got it. So what I do, I sold a short put on it, and I must have got it signed. Okay, that's probably what happened. Let me see. I go to my field orders. Let me see. Uh, let me go back a couple of days. Let me go back like 20, 30 days. Oh, no. Yeah, let me go back like 30. All right, so... Um, and CCL is the ticker. All right. So yeah, I sold a put strike price 17. Um, I sold it for seven cents. Um, so yeah, uh, let me see that, that helped out get like one share, you know? Um, so got assigned. So yeah, so I have the underlying. So now I'm going to go in and probably, you know, try to sell some calls on it, or I could probably sell another put if I have, if I, you know, if I got it, um, and probably get out of the position. Um, but something I kind of saw on CCL, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I kind of forgot why I picked CCL, probably because one, it was cheaper, but it looked like it's been getting crushed. Uh, and, and look, I'm noticing that in 2021, it brought in approximately about $2 billion. And in 2022, it brought in about $12.2 billion uh, with earnings at negative $6 billion. Oh, okay. And then in 2021, the earnings were approximately negative $10 billion. And who has the money to just, wow. And then uh, 2022, they lost approximately about $6.1 billion. And then in 2023, they made approximately about twenty one six billion with a 74 million uh loss in earnings um so that's just a couple of things i've noticed that okay they're they may have hit their rock bottom you know um and they may be kind of turning it around uh take a look at uh in 2021 um and i'm not sure this is i don't know if this i think this is annually yes annually so in 2021, they made approximately about uh, $2 billion in total revenues. And in 2022, they made approximately about um, 12, uh, that, let me see, 12, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, this must be, okay, this must be in the billions. Okay, so in 2021, they made about $2 billion in total revenue. And in 2022, they made about $12 billion. Um, let me see something real quick. Uh, I, I want to look up what TTM means. Sorry, I know I should probably know this stuff. TTM uh, stocks. Uh, trailing 12-month. A 
refers to the past 12 consecutive months of a company's performance. Okay, so looking at their TTM, it's at approximately $21.6 billion. Um, It doesn't look like they had the total revenue for 2023 yet. Um, now, on the cost of the revenue um it looks like uh in 2021 it was approximately about 4.7 billion 2022 was about 11.8 billion uh so it is increasing substantially um but it looks like the revenues are you know uh, well above the cost of it um and the operating expenses are pretty pretty standard from 2021 to 2022. Um, let me see. Let me see. I think I saw some um, where shareholders, let me see, net income, um, common stockholders. Let me see if I said it. Yeah. Net income, common stockholders does look like it's decreasing. Uh, so in 2021, it was like negative 9.5 billion. Uh, in 2022, it was negative 6 billion. So it doesn't look like uh, it is increasing. It doesn't look like uh, a lot of common stockholders are in this. Now, I would like to see the short interest. Let me see real quick if I can find that. Um, Crap. I'm using Yahoo right now, and this isn't um this isn't one of my main uh um uh things that I use. Um, so I don't know exactly where everything is, uh, but I'm I've been starting to use it more often. Um, let me see, let me see if I can just go to Google and see their short interest CCL short. Interest. I do like some other ones. Like I use like bar chart. Um, I do like Finviz. I will admit it's been a little while since I've used it. Um, and I was I was using my other um platform. Uh, it was TD Ameritrade. Uh, let me see. I'm going to Finviz right now. See if I can. All right, let's see if I can find the short interest. Okay, so it's approximately, okay, so shares outstanding is about $1.1 billion. The short interest is $96.71 million. So it's not like there's a lot of short interest in there, but, I mean, it's a pretty good amount. Um, this is approximately about $100 million, uh, $1 billion. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty good amount. Um It's beta is crazy. It's about two point six percent or two point six. Um, okay. Um, let me go back to Yahoo real quick. Uh, let me see what else. Its PE ratio is not there because uh, um, so they don't have any earnings. Um, and. You know, I'm not sure if people, you know, I don't know what cruise line people use. Uh, so, you know, but people maybe start using Carnival. Um, I'm not sure. 
so um so I looked at some of those financials and 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 the price of Carnival at the end of market was at January twelfth, uh which four PM approximately four PM Eastern Standard Time. It's about it's approximately seventeen dollars. It's a sixteen dollars closed at sixteen dollars and ninety six cents. Now, if I look at like Royal Caribbean right now at the end of market, uh, January twelfth, four p.m. Eastern time, uh, it is approximately about one hundred twenty one dollars and twenty one cents. Um, and Royal Caribbean, um, you know, two thousand twenty, um, approximately two point twenty one billion earnings, negative, approximately six billion. Uh, 2021, approximately 1.5 billion earnings, approximately 5 point negative 5.3 billion in earnings. And then 2022, approximately 8 point, approximately $9 billion in revenue and approximately, uh, 2 point negative 2.2 billion in earnings. So I looked at that and I'm like, ah, uh, just, I mean, just quit real quick, you know, um, and then we could even look, take a look at Royal Caribbean's chart, ticker symbol RCL, um, RCL, and, um, you know, just a real quick at the chart, just real quick, I'm not saying, they look to be on the higher end at 121, uh, um, it looks like their highest was around 2017 at 135.65, is that correct, was that 2017, no, about 2018, so they look like to be around their high. Uh, their low, where's their low at? I can't even find their low. Um, usually it points it out for me. Their low, oh, it was way back in like 2001 at like $5. So it looks like they're, I'm, I'm not saying that I know this, but they probably will consolidate. They'll probably like, you know, stay around that price for a little bit unless something crazy happens. So, and plus it was 121 and I don't really got, that type of money um and then uh let me see what the other one was was it norwegian let me take a look at norwegian norwegian's trading about 16 dollars and 75 cents uh but looking at their 2020 they made up approximately about 1.3 billion in revenues negative 4 billion in earnings uh six in 2021 approximately 650 million in revenue uh approximately negative 4.5 billion in revenue and then in 2022 approximately uh 4.8 billion in revenues and approximately 2.3 billion in uh negative uh 2.3 billion in um earnings um so I was like you know what I'm probably just going to go ahead and go with uh Carnival uh, I can afford it uh, even looking at Norwegian income statement, their total revenue 2021, approximately 6.5 million, um, and then in 2022, approximately uh, 4.8 billion um, cost of the revenue in 2021 was approximately um, 1.7 billion, uh, and then. In 2022, it was approximately about 4.2 billion. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Uh, with all that, and then Airbnb, uh, they're at the end of market January 12th, approximately 4 p.m. They were trading at about 137 dollars uh, and 14 cents. Uh, but taking a look at, you know, Air. Let me see, let me take a look at. It was probably the cost because even taking a look at this right here, 2020. 
approximately $3.4 billion uh, in revenue and uh, negative four point, approximately negative $4.6 billion uh, in earnings. And then in 2021, approximately $6 billion in revenue and then approximately negative $352 million in earnings. And then in 2022, uh, this is Airbnb again, approximately $8.4 billion in revenue and earnings was approximately uh, $1.9 billion. So Airbnb probably looked like a good pick, probably was just the cost um, for me right now. So it may be something, actually, I'm probably going to put this in my watch list. Uh, 2021, they got about approximately $6 billion in revenue, approximately took them at cost of revenue. And there's so much more to take a look at. I'm just going over this very basically. But Airbnb, uh, I may actually put this in the watch list. I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Uh, but let me put that in my watch list. What's their ticker symbol? Um, let's see real quick. Uh, ABNB. All right, I'm put that in the watch list real quick. ABNB. All right, so that's in my watch list. A few other things on my watch list. Uh, I got SPX, Booking.com. I don't even know what's this AV uh, Broadcom Inc. ServiceNow, Costco's, Adobe, um, Nvidia, Lulu, Spy. What's this one? Lockheed Martin, Vu, QQQ, uh, Charter Communications. I think I'm gonna remove that one. I'm not sure. Uh, Visa, VTI, uh, Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF, Boeing, Duolingo, IWM. A APL IWM is the Russell 2000 ETF, Apple, VIG, Vanguard Dividend Appreciation ETF, Take Two, uh, Marathon Petroleum Corporation, uh, PDD Holdings Inc., Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, uh, Airbnb now, Datadog, Merkin Company Inc., uh, Vanguard High Yield Dividend ETF, Interdigital Inc., Taiwan Semiconductor, Exxon Mobil. Innovative Industrial REIT, uh, Shopify, uh, McCormick, Anheuser-Busch, DocuSign, uh, Wayfair, uh, Cisco Systems, Bristol-Myers, Kroger, uh, GSK, I forget, uh, Glaxo, Saxon, whatever, something like that, Match Group, DraftKings, Pfizer, Gap Inc., Infosystems, LTD, Carnival, Palatier, uh, VIX. I'm not even. Sure. I don't even think I can buy it. I think I just have it on my watch. Let's take a look at it. Paramount, Riot, GEO Group, Perma Fix Environmental, P, ticker symbol PESI, uh, Bio Frontier Inc. I don't even know. I think I just found them somehow. Take a look at them. And Tilray. I think I'm going to remove Tilray. I don't think there's really no reason for me to have them in my portfolio. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple others that I'm taking a look at. I'm looking at some Argentina company, uh, Mercado Libre. Uh, Argentina's going through a huge situation uh, with their uh, inflation, I believe. But um, there's, there's a few other things I'm taking a look at, um, keeping my eyes open. Um, I need to put that that in my watch list is right. It's ticker symbol M E L I. Um, um, taking a look at them. Uh, a couple others, MasterCard, uh, that I'm taking a look at, uh, Bank of America, 
um, you know, uh, political season, New York Times, you know, so there's a few other ones I'm keeping my eye on. I need to add those to my uh, watch list as well. BAC, New York, NYT, BAC, NYT, and what's that? And what? I think I was looking at MasterCard as well. Uh, da, da, da. What's MasterCards? I think they're MA or something. Um, and the MasterCard and everything move is just more so like if, you know, the Fed does. Um, what was another one? AstraZeneca. I think that was another one I wanted to take a look at. What's our tickets from AZN? And. Uh, Sorry, I'm, um, I'm going to charge uh, MasterCard. Uh, MA, yeah. Um, MA and AZN. Those are going to be a couple ones I want to take a look at as well. And AZN. Um, with the, you know, Visa, MasterCards, and the banks, Bank of America and whatnot, um, the kind of play with that is, is that um, if the Fed does end up cutting rates, then people are going to be going crazy, uh, taking out loans. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's going to bring out, you know, a lot of revenue and interest rates and whatnot. I'm not sure exactly how it all works and all the intricacies and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to get it all figured out and uh, got to figure out what I'm going to do with these. Um, these other positions in Forex, I may have to get ready to just uh, figure out how I'm going to maintain them, like the USD, JPY, because they're, they're getting away from me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just glad to just, you know, I mean, I'm not starting off with too small of a, an account. I mean, it, it is smaller, just, you know, but uh, I want to be very careful because uh, as soon as you close the position, you already know it's going to go down. And kind of, I'm, I'm kind of seeing like a double peak kind of developing. And then it could go into a state of like consolidation. You know, um, if, I, if I did try to draw some lines, it's very possible there's a wedge kind of creating. Um, now, it does look like it's going to go towards the more bullish end. Um so if that happens, you know, if I'm down big, but if I lose a few more pips, I may take a, I may take a, uh, realize a small loss real quick, um, just to kind of slow the bleeding down. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I may go ahead and do that real quick. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna maybe like. Maybe like 25% or something. Let me see. I'm going to reduce. Reduce probably by like 25%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And suffer uh, or realize a real uh, a real loss. And just kind of let it do what it do. Uh, and then I'm going to figure it out. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. Probably, you know, figure out how's it. You know, yeah, that's what you do. You get in a situation, you figure out how you can get yourself out. Um, so again, I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody who decides to, you know, stop by and come kick it with me. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you enjoyed your weekend. 
and you had a great holiday weekend. Uh, hopefully you're staying healthy. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll get wealthy. You know, put God first. Take care of your family and friends. You know what I'm saying? Um, y'all take it easy. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Well. Introducing the Listener Support Program. Feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business accounting regulation and finance producing high quality content requires dedication resources and effort from a talented team of one me but in the future you know hopefully i'll have a team that's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program this initiative allows you our cherished audience members to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us in shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com 
backslash pod backslash show backslash chan hyphen man seven and you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today thank you you can also reach me at c 287 gph at gmail.com thank you again you have a wonderful day god bless